rolling. Yeah. Start translating to rolling. the future. R rolling. What the next image yeah. is gonna be what's up everybody welcome to the podcast it's your boy here brandon here um back at again your host guys are here for a good episode we're here for a good one um so make sure you tune in for some beautiful gems in this episode before we get started uh, a couple of things just shout out to theo for our um pre-intro music um that song is called swing and peace uh, from his album new genre i'm all in from las vegas so give him a shout out um, he's already on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, Apple Apple Music, and yeah, go show him some love. Um, also, guys, remember we have weekly content all the time. Uh, check out Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on YouTube. Make sure you go ahead and comment, like, share, guys. Uh, your input is important to us. Make sure you, you also, you know, um, put in your feedback and see what, what you think about about the podcast. Give us your thoughts. You know, we love to hear you guys, all you guys' thoughts and what you guys think on the episodes and what more we can improve on. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much about it. But uh, without further ado, let's get our red carpet ready for our special guest with here, here with us today, Xavier. Welcome, brother. Welcome. How are you? Oh, thank you. So, thank you for having me on board, man. Really, <laughs> uh, great fan of what you guys have been doing. So, I've been looking at your guys' um, work. So, grateful for the opportunity. Thank you, bro. Thank mm -hmm. you. We're we're actually honored to have you on here with us today. You know, uh, we'll get into it later on today. But guys, um, grateful for Xavier being here with us, and um, he's actually you know really well known here in the community and. Um, and everything that he does really uh, should be, I guess, you know, we all need to take some, take some, uh, some lessons from and and what and add it to what more we can add it to our lives. And I guess that's what we're trying to here do on the podcast is trying to add more to it. Um, but we'll, we'll get into it, bro. Just give us your name, age, where you're from, um, your favorite food, um, and just give us a little background on what you've been up to. Awesome. Um, name's um, Sally Xavier Tufilau. So my first name is Sally. Um, 33 years old um, so I used to be 21 but I'm 33 <laughs> um, for, I live in Mangri uh, married to my wife uh, Sabrina and we've got our young son Xavier Jr uh, 7 and nothing much man just just um, you know being a father and working um, also church church calling keeps me busy um, but no nof nothing much man also just, just doing what I do <laughs> nice nice um, I think Xavier's been a bit models with us guys today he's actually you know, a well-known real estate agent here in in, in, in Auckland. Um, right now, currently with Hakuts, right? Yes, yes. So yeah, bro. and this is just recently, eh? Yeah, we just moved over um, last Friday. So I was with another company, uh, Ray White, Mangri, um, for about four four years. Mm. So, um, yeah, we just made the move. So, um, yeah, we're based at the Fale Samoa. <laughs> so uh, you can find us up there if nice. you, you want to uh, come and have a, have a look mm. and check us out. Yeah. Mm, bro. How's that transition been? Um, it hasn't been easy because, um, you know, obviously when you're leaving a place where it's um, comfortable, mm. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, you've you've learned um, everything that you've known. It's kind of like when you're a baby and you yeah. you get fed, um, you get you know you get clothed. So that's kind of like um, how we were with, mm. with, with where we were at. Um, but we, me and my wife, kind of um, felt like it was time for change, time for change and yeah. um, just had a great opportunity that doesn't come around in a while, mm. um, where we're just trying to hope to be. Um, the first Samoan business owner of a real estate company mm. um, and that's what our aspirations have always been so um, we're very grateful for this opportunity right. and we know um, it wasn't easy but yeah. just you know we gotta we gotta just take it you know yeah and um, yeah so that's that's basically what it is that's me bro that's mm. me also congratulations congratulations oh, thank you and the family um, I guess we'll touch a little bit more about later but I guess let's let's take it back a bit eh, and just talk about um, real estate and where to start for you for you yourself 
Um, yeah. Just yeah, just give us the story, bro. Like, where, where did you start, and then, and also like, what drives you to do what you do? Um, started in 2015, so um, I was working in recruitment, so um, recruitment and HR. So mm. I always found myself looking at those little, you know, TV shows, the yeah, property, yeah, yeah. and I thought, oh, that looks mean. And then whenever I, I open up the Manukau career, I always see the property press, and I thought, oh man, it'll be mean to sell houses, see their faces. Mm. And um, I met up a guy called um, William Vaya. Um, he's just the owner of Ray White Mangri and um, that's when it first started mm. um, and then we went to Australia 2017 um, so I, I worked at uh, Cole Supermarkets so looking after the recruitment yeah, there yeah. out in Brisbane and then when we came back from Australia I had a, a heart disease so I had a rheumatic fever so um, 2017 I, I just I, I got up out of bed and I couldn't walk I couldn't even balance myself and I kept going to the doctors and they kept diagnosing me wrong. They kept saying, man, you must have gout. Whoa. You must have heart, you know, like um, arthritis. You yeah. must have all these other diseases. And then it wasn't until I really couldn't move. Then I went to the hospital. And then um, that's when they found out I got rheumatic fever. So two of my valves, um, they can't close properly, even now to this day. So I still have to take penicillin shot once a mm. month. Um, which is why I get really tired quite easily. Um, but when we came back in 2017, I was on the sickness benefit. So I was at Mangri Mascot Road. Yeah, yeah. I walked into Winds and um, I was applying for the job seeker benefit. And um, sitting there, then I and my wife was working full time for us. I thought I said to my wife, "Oh, hun, I don't, man, I feel pretty useless because I can't really do much. Mm. Um, you know, you know, I couldn't really, you know, sickness benefit." And then uh, my wife goes, "Oh, why don't you go try real estate?" And I said, oh, should I? So yeah, you should. Because, um, you know, go try it now while you're at home doing nothing. And then um, that's when I thought to go do it. And um, that's when I first started doing it. 2018, I got my license. So been an agent for about four years now. Mm. So um, that's that's when I started doing it also. That's when I got into the industry. So, oh, that's so cool. Bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's mean, bro. Mean story. I guess, um, what would you say is like your, like, what gives you that passion, bro, and within real estate, you know? Because I feel like, you know, I've, there's been a lot of a lot of people that I know, you know, that they have, they say, you know, oh, I'll just do real estate, and then they kind of drift off, you know, yeah. for like a year or two, and, you mm. know, and then all with that consistency and the scheduling and stuff like that. So, mm. yeah, bro, like, what, what, what drives you, bro? I think what drives me is, um, I think, similar to the reason why I, I left um, Ray White, is mm. really just an opportunity comes by once in a while, and I've always wanted to be an owner. So really just trying to strive for our people mm. and trying to set the limits that we can't, we're not just a normal, you know, normal yeah. jobs. Um, we can be owners, we can be whatever we want. So it was really pushing the boundary because um, I didn't have to leave, but I left on good terms and I left on my own terms. And it was for a good reason, just for me to try mm. and push it. And um, it's a big risk, to be honest with you. Yeah. But I fought long and hard and prayed about it, but then I thought about you know what if i'm 50 and 60 and then i said you know i look back on life and where is it gonna you know mm. what did i achieve so for me i'd rather just take this risk and mm. see see where it takes me mm. you know and that's that's why you know that mm. that's what drives me is and i always try and um i strive myself to be the best i can be um in this industry it's quite competitive everyone's oh, you know? yeah. so i just you know for myself it's it's not like a hundred meter race where you, yeah, you're yeah. racing people side by side mm. um you actually 
you know, in competition with yourself, just trying to be the best that you can be. Mm. But what drives me is my son, my wife, um, looking after my mum, who raised us on her own, and also looking after my in-laws, you know. So this this stuff is me and my wife's very family orientated. So we always, you know, if we won a million dollars, we would probably spend it on our family, Mm. you know. So um, it's just that kind of um, love. Yeah, that mindset is is family over everything, you know. Mm. Well, that's so true, bro. Um, I love what you talked about, about um, risking it, you know, taking the risk to do what you love doing. Mm. I think, bro, I feel like that's something big that the next generation in, you know, especially in the younger generation in South Oakland or, you know, in Oakland South. um, Some of us, you know, we, even though, like, you know, it it is good, you know, to play things safe sometimes, but I guess when you do what you want to do, do what you love, if you feel passionate about what you're going to do and your goals, Mm. bro, go for it, you know? I think so. You know? That's so cool, bro. I guess what what would be like some advice you could give to those people who, um, you know, who want to be those risk takers, who want to go and achieve those goals. My advice would be to learn as much as you can. First, you you got to have a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't just leave um, an industry that you you know, especially a job that's looked after you. When I used to work in recruitment, I I, I always dealt with people that want to leave like a job mm-hmm. and go do a certain job. Like, mm. for example, if they want to leave a warehouse logistics job to do, like, an office job, just because of the title, it's a flash job. Yeah. But I always tell them, look, what if the office job is not what it seems, what to, seems be? to be? So you're leaving an industry that you've worked up all the experience and you've got all the credentials and you're leaving to an industry where you feel, oh, it's just good to have that kind of, a, you know? So I always tell people, you got to have a plan. Um, for me, when, I, when we left, it was making sure that we felt we had enough experience um, because if it was about a year ago... I, I wouldn't feel confident, but now that we've got enough experience and enough like um, training and stuff like that, and with my wife by my side, um, you know, and and putting Heavenly Father first, mm. I feel that we can definitely achieve whatever we set out to achieve, and um, you know. But if I fail, it's upon me. If I mm. succeed, it's upon me. So that's always been the kind of uh, mentality that I've mm. always had. Um, I'm not the fittest. I always tell people I'm not. I'm not like healthy fit. But I am real estate fit, mm. so I'm definitely, you know, so um, no one works harder than, mm. you know, so that always being the hardest worker in the room. Um, when I used to door knock, um, when I was about 21 to 25, I used to door knock. I used to knock on about 100 doors a day um, between 1 o'clock and 8 o'clock, and I used to just, you know, Monday to Saturday, just knock on doors, uh, Rimurera throughout the whole of the country, Wellington, so for four years, commission only, so I know what rejection looks like, and I I embrace it with both hands, I know what it feels like to be, you know, when people, you know, count you out, and I know what it feels like to be when you're in, when you're talking to someone and you feel you're not good enough, Mm. so rejection is is, is like my best friend, Mm. so I've I've come to embrace it, and that's why I felt like I I can do what I need to do for my family, because I know I've always been a risk taker, you know. I don't like to get comfortable too long because yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it feels a bit stagnant and then you don't become motivated. Yeah, you feel a bit complacent. Yeah, yeah, comp- yeah, yeah. And that's what it was for me is um, getting out of bed. It wasn't, money was no longer the motivator. It was more like, man, I need to start something new, you know, yeah. to do something a bit fresh. And then when this opportunity came by, me and my wife were like, nah, we gotta, we got to take it, you know, mm. we've got to take it for our own family. And because if you separate yourself, if you're emotionally attached to things, it, it becomes hard. But if you think logically, what makes sense, what's going to make, fin- you know, better for my family, then, you, then it's easier for you to detach from that to move mm. toward, you know, where you want to be. Mm. Bro, love it, bro. Guys, they're dropping gems up here in the podcast. 
Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, but one thing that um, I took from what you're saying um, is that planning, bro. You know, planning is so key. You know, like like what you said before, like if it was a year ago, you guys wouldn't be ready to make the move. But yeah. about planning your move and planning, like seeing like seeing your future, like or within the next six months, a year, like where yeah. you guys want to be, how we want to accomplish it, what goals do we have to set. Yeah. But that's so true because I think that's one thing that a lot of us need to remind ourselves, especially, you know, I'm growing up, you know, like a lot of our own community itself. Sometimes we, like, we, we, we tend to make some excuses about, you know, like we can't achieve these goals. Yeah. But if we make the plans and set goals, mm. are those plans, if we stick to those plans according to those goals, but we can accomplish things. Of course. Yeah. You know? Definitely as well. Yeah. No, 100%. Now, what you just said is so true, you know. Um, setting goal, like for me, I'm naturally lazy. So I always say I'm going to lose weight, which I never do. I always say I'm going to go on a diet, never do. But when it comes to work, um, that's always been my motive, my fire, is, is I thrive off the challenge mm. of um, you know, my work. Yeah. Um, and, and also my calling helps me out as well. It mm. kind of humbles me because um, like my wife says, I'm, I'm naturally cocky. <laughs> but see, if I didn't have a wife to you know uppercut me <laughs> but also if i didn't have god in my life you know i wouldn't because i don't we don't work sundays mm. so we've never worked sundays for over two years now in real estate so um for us there was a leap of faith like for me when my wife said man we need to take off sundays even though we're getting busy we're getting like 10 15 mm. houses but that's like cutting off half of your you know half yeah, of your business yeah. But my wife said, a lot of people are on yeah. sun, like yeah. you see a lot of people on Sundays. Yeah, yeah. Saturdays and Sundays and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. It's kind of like um, you know if you're playing rugby and you're mm. you're playing on the Saturday game and then you got Sunday the next day is the tournament. So you're cutting off half of your you know income. But when we took that leap of faith, so um, that's when it really kind of set up for us, mm. and um, it really helped our business grow. But yeah but i'm lucky i have a good wife um to be honest also because um i'll probably be some homeless drunk out in the street somewhere <laughs> you know like just living a lifeless life you know but it's giving me purpose giving me meaning is um my my faith mm. i'm not perfect and that's the reason why i go to church because i need it you know mm. i actually need it or otherwise i'll be someone that you know that wouldn't <laughs> that's to say i wouldn't be here <laughs> so it's yeah yeah, that's what it is. Mm. The support, bro. The support around you, eh? Yeah. Um, that's so cool. Moving on to our next question, bro. Um, I guess focusing more on the communities, right? And then, um, especially in real estate in general. Because um, I feel like, do you believe that there's like a big gap between the, like uh, understanding real estate um, in terms of our own community here in South Auckland? Yeah, um, growing up was all like I always felt like owning a house was impossible because mm. you know I grew up in a housing house, so um, I always so used to renting, and I always try and avoid the subject of ownership. Mm. But I think what's really helped in my career is I've been able to bridge that conversation. And whenever I'm knocking on doors, you know, talking to people out in the community, they always say, "Oh, you know, I'll, I'll only win the lotto, then I'll be able to buy a house." Oh, nice. But it's actually having those conversations like, "Do you have KiwiSaver?" or "Do you have, you know, um, are you?" working a full-time job then mm. i can refer you to a broker you know what i mean yeah. so it's just having those conversations because a lot of it is just knowledge mm. it's kind of like rugby you know like if, if you want to be a rugby player you know you have to put in the work you know you have to study the rules of the scrummaging and mm. all the rucks and moors and stuff like that so um a lot of our people um even people in general it just comes down to knowledge if yeah. they had if they knew the knowledge what they know now is not what it is like for example you know if you're working even if you've got bad credit like for me i had bad credit 
You know, I was mm. that guy that got the Bowflex machine. I was the guy that, that signed up at the Liz Mills gym and I never went. I was the guy that signed up for the computer, you know, on the street, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. when they come and say <laughs> the computer. So I had the worst credit in the world, but, um, you know, I, knowledge is I applied through um, Vader Advantage. You get the credit file. Mm. You can order your credit file. And then it's one of those things like, man, I, I avoided it, you know. But then you just take it off. You see it and, you you know, you take it off, take it off. And, you know, so just knowledge yeah, yeah. is power. And then once I was able to clear the debt and then I was able to really focus on just trying to save 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 and then we just got our first house you know so that was a real milestone in my family um especially most of my family you know we're used to housing Mm -hmm. which which i'm used to renting so it's just about having those conversations and not being scared to um engage in the further knowledge that you need Mm -hmm. you know yeah that's all what what it is here so Mm. so true bro because i feel like um going back what you said before like yeah i think there's a lot of people Especially the younger generation, you know, they believe like it's impossible to get a house, you know. And I mean, like, why wouldn't you believe them? Like, you know, like cause the average price is about like over one point one eight, like here in yeah. South Auckland in general. Yeah, you know. So it's like you know, like their mindset is like kind of, you know, what can we do? Like, and again, the planning goals, you know, to achieve, and who can we talk to to yep. get that knowledge to be able to prepare ourselves to to make those choices, you know? Yeah. That, that's what it is also like um if it's something that we're naturally interested in like Fortnite or something you know mm-hmm. going out with our mates to play laser strike we'll go we'll do it but if it's something like oh let's try and own a house let's go meet up with a mortgage broker it seems hard mm. but actually it's actually easier and more rewarding because a lot of our families we work together there's multiple income so we're able to you know source it together and try and work out a plan even if a mortgage broker says you're not ready now but he can try and put you in the right no, direction because my job is not a financial person um, mm. I don't have a financial certificate. My job is just to engage in property, you know, and, and try and do, you know, um, talk all things property related. Mm. But when someone wants to talk financial, then I, I can refer you to someone that is has that knowledge and can help you. Like, for example, there was a family that we sold one on Manston um, a couple of weeks ago. So they were told that they can get, you know, a house. Mm. Um, less than twenty percent deposit, and then they got declined. But the broker, in you know, the broker, got declined. It didn't go through, and then they called me up, say, "Oh, Xavier, I think that's it. I think we're out." I said, "Look, let me find a guy. I've got a really, really good guy. His name's Sanjeev, and we were able to refer him. And Sanjeev had a good contact, you know, within the banks. We're able to work it out together, and then we got them approved." And they're moving mm. into the house. So, see, that, that loss yeah, of hope, yeah. they're like, Xavier, it's too stressful, you know. Oh, no, the broker said, no, we can't. But lucky I had been there. Mm. And because of my experience, I was able to refer them to someone that can help them. Mm. So now, they've, you know, they're moving into, they've moved into Manston, you know. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're happy now, you know. So just those kind of scenarios or so. So, yeah. Bro, that's mm. so cool. I feel like, I mean, bro, it's so cool because, like, you know, growing up, I think not not a lot of us, tend to learn you know this knowledge until like we're kind of older you know and then i think going back to what you said bro is like um would you think would you think it would be like that the knowledge itself you know of of um people in our community not wanting to you know to get a house or just you know i what are your thoughts on that um i think it's i think anyone is capable of owning a house Mm. Um, if anything, like what you said before, prices have gone up. Um, in Mangri, it's kind of dropped. 900 is a new 1 million now. So the market's always up and down. But I think um, if it's something that we just really try and, you know, cater a means to. Mm. So we're doing like a like a first home buyer seminar at the Falisa Amor. Mm. Um, we're going to be doing that soon. So, um, you know, keep posted. But 
I'm going to try and just get everyone yeah, that's, yeah. that's interested in having a house. Mm. You know, you don't even have to be financially approved. You just maybe have an interest in wanting to own a house. Mm. So we're going to try and get all those people there and, you know, have this conversation, answer those questions. I mean, if, I think at the end of the day, it's always about being humble and shy. Mm. A lot of our people are too shy to ask, to try and pursue that next step. Um, but they don't know that's within their reach, but they just have to talk, you know. Oh. Mm. Just like how we in mental health, mm, yeah. um, we have to talk about our issues. You know, mm. it's good to let it out. You know, to close also. Um, just with like buying a house, you just have to um, be, you know, show that interest and then try and you know try and pursue mm. the next step up. Mm. Awesome, bro. Appreciate it. Um, and then, like, I think our next question bro, like helping our next generation understand, right? About like how how do we like what would you well, what would advice be for you to give to the families who want to start teaching their kids about real estate? Like, what, what, uh, what, what could you say about that? Um, it's kind of hard for people that don't have um, people like parents if they don't own a house. It's really hard. It was or even me. Like, um, I didn't have my parents didn't own the house, so I had to learn through other people. Mm. Like, um, you know, like really and all these people like you know Adam you know back in my old, old um, company so I didn't really see it as a as a as a reality until I started talking to those people mm. so my advice would be um, for anyone that has that has you know that owns a house is just talk with your parents um, your parents are your best friends anyways also but just talk with your parents and ask those questions and then if not just talk to a real estate agent and then um, we can put you in touch any agent you can put mm. you in touch with someone um, you know if you have KiwiSaver we'll touch base with a mortgage broker yeah, yeah. you know if you need life insurance, we'll refer you to someone that can do life insurance. So it's just about putting yeah, you in yeah. touch with the right person, just like with you. So if I get someone that wants to aspire to mm. be, you know, the next, you know, podcaster, so you know, which which you which you are, I can see you, uh, you know, you guys are. So um, you know, I'd, I'd refer them to talk. I'd refer them to talk to you. You know, to you guys. You know what I mean? So you just got to refer. You know, we all connected mm, mm. to people, so we just got to refer them to refer the right. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. Hey, bro. Uh, moving on to the next question. Um, so we, we like to focus a lot on, I think the podcast like to focus a lot on uh, setbacks and failures and how we can we can change our mindset around and turn them into, you know, good opportunities or lessons or be grateful for those things. And our question um, for you would be, what is a setback or failure you've been most grateful for? Um, to be honest, it, it would be with my um, my heart disease, to be honest with you. That was the biggest fail, um, setback in my mm. life. Because um, when I when I woke up and I didn't know why I couldn't walk, why I couldn't move my body, um, and in Australia, uh, rheumatic fever is not really common. It's actually common amongst the rural, like you know where the Aboriginal. So when they saw me in the metro, in the city, they're like, "Oh, would you?" You know, and they were. I remember the the doctor, the heart specialist, took out a phone and he was looking at the app like rheumatic fever you know what I mean like he was trying to see mm. but you know in Auckland rheumatic fever is quite common especially us Pacific Islanders yeah. so that was the biggest setback also because um, I was about 20, I was about 20 28 had it and it's really like looking at my life like man I just became a father so I was looking at God like man you know mm. what did I do? You know why are you you know why are you punishing me? And also, um, I I was in I was in Australia trying to make a living for my family. So it's really like um, that was a bigger setback also because I couldn't do much. Yeah. But how I overturned it was just um, you know I my wife who was my backbone always, and just my faith in, in Heavenly Father also because I know it seems cheesy to a lot of people, mm. especially talking about faith. But for me also talking openly honestly about my faith, it's everything to me because. Yeah. Um, um, for me, it was all like it's where I get my strength from, and it's where I got my hope from, my mm. belief that man, 
you know mm. please you know i just became a dad let me let yeah, me be yeah. a dad let me be a you know <laughs> so that's 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 um yeah yeah so that's where it all you know so just having my faith also has really helped me and like i said before it really humbled me also mm. so just having and even taking the next step in where i'm going also because i've made the move um I couldn't do it without him also. So just knowing that he has my back and knowing that he has never forsaken me, that mm. for me is bigger than anything, yeah. you know? 100%. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Um, I guess what would one piece or one piece of advice you could give yourself? Um, just always back yourself. You know, we, we are God. We, we, um, we're people of talent. Um, you know, be, don't be afraid to be who you, you know mm. just just always have that 100% confidence that you can do anything also so when I go out on the doors when I knock on the door um, I'm always very confident um, I always try and take control mm. when I'm out and there on the open you know any job interview that I've had in the past I always try and be you know what would the best person be like you know I always yeah, try yeah. and behave that way so you know I, I try and always have a mentality like a LeBron James like a Mamba mentality so you gotta have that kill switch on you know yeah. I always try and be the best at everything I do also you know I try and aim yeah. so um, even with Ray White I was the first ever chairman's elite for Samoans Samoan males um, so I was the first ever Samoan male to achieve chairman's elite also so chairman's elite is the top 1% mm. of the agents all around the world yeah. so to be the first Samoan male huge for me part, also, that's like you know now, yeah. I keep, now I've left it but many will follow after me but at the end of the day I was that, mm. that one that set it up you know yeah, that got yeah. there you know so just just having that belief also that mm. in order for you to be the best you have to strive you know and for me it's all about networking as well mm. so I got you know there was a guy called John Q out in Ray White Rimurewa he was number three in New Zealand and I thought man I'm going to go talk to that guy you know and I talked to him completely changed the game for mm. me and that's why we were able to do what we do our business it's just from me seeing you know it's like monkey see monkey do you see someone do something you copy, copy and do your it. mirror and then yeah. you just do it your way you know you yeah. let your personality shine you know add, add your little add your little, to yeah. it and what you want exactly also yeah, yeah. so it's kind of like my door knocking days also like when we used to door knock also it was commission only so mm. um, you know you'd get like a hundred bucks ring the bell if you made 300 bucks you ring the gong you know so you know i remember my boss saying to me um xavier can why don't you there was like a room full of people and all of them had door knocked the previous day and it was my first day and i remember i asked him oh xavier why don't you go and talk to these guys do a role play session of how to talk to someone at the door and i said okay cool and then i went and then i was asking oh cool how much did you make the day before and some of them oh 50 bucks okay cool how much did you make so i went around the whole room until i found the person that made 360 bucks in one day i said okay i want to learn off you Mm. i want to learn off you so Mm. then that's when i learned because we all sell the same thing yeah yeah but it's the differences it's what we say how we say it Mm. it's that little little skills just like yeah also just like just with houses we all sell houses but the top agents it's the things that they do differently from the others it separates them apart eh? yeah what sets them apart just like the rugby players also you know they're doing that extra nutrition Mm. they're paying for that personal shift they're doing you know doing all that stuff so you know they're doing things differently from others so that's always my mentality is I always try and mirror the best Mm. and then I always try and aim to be you know aim to be the best have that mentality wherever you go yeah so so true bro that's so true and that's the like you know, if, if we have that same mindset, brothers, we can achieve almost anything we want to. Eh? Exactly, so 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Um, moving on to our last question, bro. Uh, what does authentic mean to you? Authentic means being real, 
um, being yourself and being very genuine um, and being authentic means it means a lot of things like to your fellow man being authentic with your love for mm. them and your intentions with them and even authentic with your family is having that pure love of Christ you know when you're doing stuff for your family as my wife has to remind me always do it with the pure love and then don't complain afterwards <laughs> <laughs> so authentic means uh, things in a lot of ways but if you put it in different kind of um, dimensions in life mm. um, you know being authentic for me and is, is being as real as I can be and not being you know not trying to be fake or trying yeah, yeah. to put on a facade you know mm. but um, yeah that's what authentic means being to me also and that's why I love you guys uh, podcast you know what you guys are doing is you guys talk with uh, real real Kiwis <laughs> and you guys always get the authentic um, you know gems and a lot of things that we can learn you know from those get those insights because yeah, yeah. we wouldn't really get them from watching them on a TV show mm. or them you know rapping on a song because we don't get that from mm. them but you give us a like a fly on the wall conversation about <laughs> you know what they're like and what they went through and that's that's how we can learn you know mm. how to be better as well you know appreciate it bro mm. appreciate you and i think that's that's what we're all here to do like we just had some amazing gems from you from you yourself and i'm sure there's a lot of there's a lot of people that will be listening to take take these things and hopefully add value to their own lives and where they want to place it and set some goals for themselves mm. bro Jay, we have to th well, thank you for being here and joining us in this episode with us, bro. Thank you, sir. Appreciate uh, it, man. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, bro. Guys, we'll make sure we put Xavier's platform down in the description below. Give him a follow. If you guys want to learn more, um, yeah, go hit him up and, and do all you can and, and show some love. Um, yeah, do all you can. Also, um, head over to that to that. Um, was it that workshop, right? Come oh, soon? yeah. 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 <laughs> Definitely. Um, we've got a first home buyer seminar coming up soon um, at the Falisa Amor. So we invite everyone um, bring all your friends, bring all your family. Um, you know, you don't have to own a house. You don't even have to be in a position. Um, even if you're just interested to own a house, um, come along and we mm. will be there. Mm. Nice, guys. Yeah. So if you guys, you know, head over if, if you're interested. Everyone should be interested, you know, to get, get your house and learn, learn what you could do to. Um, yeah, to to live in a happy home. Um, but yeah, thanks guys for watching again. Um, we have weekly content coming out all the time with Spotify, YouTube, and also Apple Podcasts. Please go ahead, like, sh uh, share, and comment down below uh, what you guys. Think.